There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. High FM. This is Soul to Soul on your radio here on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Soul to Soul program. That's what you're listening to in case you didn't know. And I'm Rav Schnurb. I'm the host, so they say. And it's an honor and a pleasure to, to greet you and, and, uh, and have you with us for this period of time as we learn a bit of Torah together and prepare ourselves for this coming Shabbos, Shabbos Pashas Ti Savoy, and it's also now, uh, let's focus on that, it's now two weeks until Rosh Hashanah, we're halfway through Elul, today is the 15th day of Elul, and like, how we doing? I'm sure when we started Elul, we had lots and lots of things we were going to do and lots of things we were going to accomplish and it was going to be the Elul to end all Elul's. Uh, has it worked out that that way? So this beautiful uh, story, the, the Divrechaim of Sons tells, tells a beautiful story. He says there was a Nebuchadnezzar, a, a poor woman who, who found, who found an egg. And, and her children saw the egg and they were so happy because they thought, oh, finally, they would have something nutritious to, to eat for lunch. No, 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 no. But the mother, she had, uh, she had other plans. She gathered her children and she raised the egg and she told them, you know, we're not going to eat this egg. Uh-uh. We're going to give it to our neighbors. And we're going to ask them to place it underneath one of their hens in order to incubate. And the children are happy once again because now they uh, they understood that uh, when Metzeshem, when that egg finally hatches and and grows into a chicken, so now forget it. Now they won't have just an egg. Eat. Now they'll have a yummy Shabbos meal. They'll have some chicken for to eat for for Shabbos. But the mother had other plans. Says, no, 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 no. We're not going to eat the chicken. We're going to let the chicken lay eggs. And the eggs will turn into chickens. And then we'll have more eggs. And then we'll sell all the chickens and buy some goats. And then we'll sell the goats and we'll buy some land. And as she's speaking, she's waving her hands in excitement and joy, and suddenly, the egg dropped, and all of her dreams ended right there. And the Tzanzarov used to tell the story to describe how people, you know, we often make all kinds of grand plans in El. We're going to improve in this. We're going to improve in that, and and and, and next year is going to be better, better this year. And what exactly we're we going to do? And we're we going to use our time, and we're not going to waste time. We're going to have this seder. We're going to do this. We're going to phone up someone every day, and and we're going to make sure that our davening takes longer, and etc. So we have a whole list of things we're going to do. Actually, nothing materializes. And they tell themselves, ah, oh, 
that this year things are gonna be, are gonna be different. But within a few weeks, <laughs> they go back to their, you know, sort of past, uh, 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 routines. What can we do to make a Kabbalah and, and keep that tshuva process going? So, as you always say, the, the main thing and the most important thing is to take small Kabbalists, take small things. And they seem so small and so insignificant to us, but they're really, really great in our Kaddish Baruch Hu's eyes. And they will bring you to your desired goal, to the success that we want to, that we want to have in, in this world. The, uh, the, uh, I'm sure, well, one, 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 my shkifim said over that, uh, a, a bocha once came to him and said, each Shabbos, he says, he likes to buy the, the magazines that have pictures of Gedolim, of, of, of Rebus, and, and he goes through each, each page, and that takes a lot of time. And he doesn't know how to, how to break this, this habit. So the Mashkiach advised him to leave out a page or two, then that he won't look at. And a little while later he came back and he said that he was completely cured from, from his addiction because when you refrain from something a little bit, that gives you tremendous momentum to refrain even, even, even more. One little bit, right? You, 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 you got to go cold turkey on a diet, you're going to lose 30 kilos. May not work. Pick one small thing. Uh, it says that, that Amatla uh, Slanumer, uh, he brings down and he says that there were these two tzaddikim that once made an agreement that whichever one died first would come in a dream to his friend to tell him what what happened in 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 the judgment. So one was was nifter, and and soon afterwards he came to his uh, to his friend in in a chalum in a dream, as he said, and he said when when the court reviewed. My deeds, they said everything was perfect. But I said, I had one sin. It says once, while, uh, uh, serving in my role, I was, uh, I was as a, as an Avbezdin. So one of the parties in, in a, in a Dintera placed money into my pocket without me even knowing about it. So, I, I unwittingly and completely, accidentally transgressed the avera of of uh, of uh, taking a bribe, and that's one uh, one of the eleven curses in in this week's pasha is someone oru someone who takes a, a a bribe. But this was obviously inadvertent, without even knowing it, which is a, a, a you know a judge is not allowed to take take a bribe for this. I was, I was told that I needed to go to, to, to Gehenim. So I, I told the, the Bezin Shamala that I don't want to go there. 
So, fine. So they brought me to a very, very large building, gave me a small hammer, and said, fine, break down this building with this small hammer. When you finish, you can go to Ghanaian. I was, I was devastated. How could I possibly de- uh, demolish a, a gigantic building with, with a small, a small hammer? It's going to take so many years before I, before I finish. But then I thought, one second. My entire life, I wanted to do Hashem's will. Now, it's Hashem's will that I should destroy this huge building with a small hammer. So I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it with Simcha. Even if it takes me many, many years. So joyously, I raised the hammer and swung it at the building with all my might. The entire building collapsed. And I was swiftly brought to my place in Ghanaian. And this story reminds us that tshuva sometimes seems absolutely impossible. Like it's going to take many years to accomplish. But if you try and take even just one small step in the right direction, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help you. And you will attain all of your goals much quicker than you could ever imagine. The key is start. The key is begin with one small thing and, and then, and then we can, who knows how much, how much we can, we can, uh, we can achieve. You know, and, and then uh, everything in, 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 in this world is, 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 uh, is a, is a marshal. You know, when, when the, uh, one of the, uh, these kind of stories are meant to, are meant to, uh, inspire us, you know, as, as, as all, all things are, are, are meant to, you know, and, and, and we learn, we learn from everything, we learn from every mice, and please God, this should be a time for us of, of being able to, 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 to latch onto something, think of one thing we really want to work on, and make that really, really unique and special in, in our lives. We're going to be back in a moment, this is 101.9, FM. the program is Soul to Soul, I'm Moshe Schnurb, and this is the greatest radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. Welcome back to our second segment of the show. At this point, as we always do, to give you the important details and info that you need to make this Shabbos work for you. So the latest time for lighting uh, Shabbos today is at 5.39, 21 minutes before 6 o'clock. Is the latest time, but that don't, don't, uh, don't wait until then. As I said, about quarter to five, you can already light your candles. Get that Shabbos going. Why do we have to wait? We, we, we spend the whole week waiting for Shabbos and then we have an opportunity to maybe grab it a little bit earlier. Why not? Why not do so? Make it, make it a few extra minutes, make it a few minutes 
you sit down and daven your davening or, or sit and learn something, sit and read something that will, that will get your mind working. Sit down and have the suda with the family. Make it a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. Baruch Hashem. Many, many people have the ability to go back to shul or not to go back to shul. It's immaterial. Shabbos Kodesh is something beautiful. We can spend it together with the family. We can daven. We can sing. We can learn. Can make it a beautiful, beautiful year. Menucha, Kedusha, La'amcha, Nasata. They have such rest of such tranquility, of such holiness. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given, has given, uh, has given us. So let's mention his latest 39. Shkia is then at 5.57. So if you're davening at home and you want to make sure that you can say Krishna and not have to repeat. If you wait till quarter past six, then you're good to go. You can daven your Mayra and sit down to the Suda. Everything is Super duper. Tomorrow, as I said, is Pashas Tabas Kodesh, Pashas Kisavai, which we know has as the center point the terrible, terrible curses that Hashem threatens Klai with if they don't listen to the uh, the mitzvahs. And Haftar, of course, is one of the special Haftaris for the weeks between uh, Tishbab and, and Rosh Hashanah. Kumi Oiri Kiva Oirech. That's Get, arise, my, oyer, my light, keep um, uh, and then, uh, in the afternoon, we, we are finishing up our Prikyavis, second to last week, so we're gonna read this week, Perak Gimel and Dalit of, of, uh, of, of Prikyavis, uh, last week, we, of course, next week, of course, will be the last week, uh, Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 629, 29 minutes, Past the, uh, past the, uh, uh, six. And, uh, you have another week to go. And then, uh, next month to Shabbos, we're gonna start, we're gonna start, uh, And we're inching forward very, very quickly to, to the Yamadin, to Rosh Hashanah, say two weeks, two weeks, uh, uh, away. And the Pasha tells us at the very end, Akarish Baruch was extolling the miracles that happened in the Midbar. And he says to us that, during that time that you were there, so your clothes didn't outgrow you and your shoes didn't outgrow you. And then it says, Lechem loyachaltem, you didn't eat any bread, nor did you drink any wine or any intoxicating beverage, so that thou shalt know, that I am Hashem, your, your God. The Torah tells us that Akash fed you just on man. And not on, on, on bread and, and wine, which are the staples of usual person's existence. In order that you should know that, that this Akarish Bakhashbahu seems to have deprived us instead of giving us beautiful things, uh, uh, that we would have enjoyed. He gives us just these coriander seeds that look like coriander seeds. But perhaps there's an opportunity to talk a little bit about, about Kedusha, about the concept of separating ourselves a little bit from all the pleasures of the world as a way of preparing ourselves, as a way of growing ourselves for for Yom Adim. We know that the very first Knesia Gedalia, the gathering of the Gedalia Israel in, in Europe, which was in the year Tuf Reish Pei Gimel, which is 103, 103 years ago, Took place, that would be what, uh, 1917. Uh, uh, so, it was obviously attended by many of the Gedele Israel, and amongst them was the, uh, the Chavetz Chaim, 
and 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 the Imri Emrys, right? The Gera the Gera Rebbe, and the the way it was set up. So the Ezra's Noshim, the the place where the women were going to sleep with a, a gallery, was a a kind of a balcony, and it was sort of one one flight up around the uh, the sides of the of of the of the hall. And the Gaboyim of the of the Imre Emres came in and and said that uh, their Rebbe can't come to the meeting until there are curtains placed over the uh, the the Ezras Nashim. So of course, good good Jews that we are. Some people, of course, were absolutely uh, opposed to this and saying that uh, it actually wasn't necessary since the women anyway. Were, were a flight above, and they decided that they would ask the Chavetz Chaim what to do, and, and, and they agreed that whatever the Chavetz Chaim said they should do, they would, uh, they would follow his advice. So the Chavetz Chaim replied to them, according to halacha, it isn't necessary. But, since there are those who request it, we have to acquiesce, we have to uh, uh, do what they what they uh, what they want. So the Chavetz Chaim explained. No, it's the worst thing that could possibly happen to the Yidden, to the entire Jewish nation, is that Chas V'Shalom Hakadosh Baruch Hu abandons them. As long as the Rabbeinu Shlomo is is still with us, we know that everything is going to going to work out. Like the pasuk says in 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 Tehillim, "Gam kielech the gate some of us, even when I go in the gate in in the valley, some of us which of of, of shadow of death, lo yirora, I'm never afraid kiatoyimadi because you are are with me." However, there seems to be a contradiction to that. We had in in last week's. Pasha, the Torah says, Ki Hashem Hashem goes in the midst of your camp, Latzilcha, to, to, to save you, the Losses Oyevecha Lefonecha, to give over your enemies in front of you, Bahayamachanecha Kodesh, your camp should be holy, Belohirebecha Ervas, Ervas Dava, and there mustn't be anything sort of profane the, uh, in the, in the, in the camp, because then the Shekhinah is going to, is going to leave you. So, we said that the, the worst scenario in the world is when the Shekhinah leaves us. So, what causes Akadish Baruch Hu to leave Klaisho? Says, Erevastava, if there's something profane, something not nice, then that causes Akadish Baruch Hu to, to leave us. In other words, if we're not so careful about the laws of sneers. And when we talk about sneers, we talk not only about a, a, a dress size and length of sleeves. We're talking about an attitude. We're talking about a lifestyle. We're talking about a, a way of, of 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 covering up and 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 keeping a low profile in everything that uh, that uh, that we do. So if, if we do Hashem, there's a lack of Tznias and, and other Averis also which are related to 
issues of Kedusha, that causes HaKadosh Baruch Hu to leave. And we need HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help, we need HaKadosh Baruch Hu's protection all the time. And therefore, when it comes to these kind of inyanum, we always have to be machmer. Because if we're not, and that could cause the Shekhinah to, 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 to leave us. So this, this story, as the story was told by, over by Rabbi Avrom, Avrom Kalmanovitz, who was the, what's it called, the Nasi of, of, uh, of Mir. And he was actually present at that, uh, at that Knesia. And, and his son, uh, uh, Kalmanovitz said that the Chofetz Chaim at that time taught a huge Chiddush in, in what he said. And what he actually was, was kind of revealing that the different degrees of, of, of the extent that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Shekhinah, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence lives with, with the Klayishol. It's not an all or nothing situation. It's not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there or, or he's not. It's not, it's not a light switch. Right? There are, 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 are numerous kind of uh, levels and uh, because obviously at that kind of a a, 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 a gathering of all the uh, of all the gedeli show, so obviously the mechitza was was kasha, right? Albeit maybe not the not the highest level, it wasn't the, the most murder. And 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 the shkita was certainly present amongst all the amongst all the gedeli show. But the Chavetz Chaim was, was saying such a knechi, such a chinish, that the Shechina would be even more present when they're a little bit more cautious, a little bit more careful with, with the guidelines of, 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 of Kedusha. And the more Kedusha and the, uh, uh, the, there is, that will bring about the greater presence of, of the Shechina, and that will then incredibly increase the amount of Protection that will be there for, for all of, all of, all the Kaiser. It's brought that Rabbi Khan Vasserman once heard the Chafetz Chaim say the following. He said, Hashem is our guardian. In fact, we say, Hashem guards his nation. And we know in Allahah, there are different kinds of Shemrim. Of guards. There's what we call a shemachinam, which is someone who looks after something, who guards something for free. Gets nothing out of it, does it as a, as a, uh, as a favor to somebody else. And then there's just a shemachinam. Shemachinam is a guard who gets paid for a service or gets some kind of benefit from the services that he does. Now, one of the differences between a Shema Sachar and a Shema Chinam is that a Shema Chinam can always say, I don't want to guard this anymore. And then he can just return the item to the owner. Right? No one's paying him. I'm doing it as a, as a favor. So it's up to the Shema himself to decide. Do I want to carry on doing this job or, or, or not? If I, if I want to drop the, give, uh, uh, give him the service, I can do so. Hashem, Chavetz Chaim said, Hashem is a Shem Achinam. Because no one pays Hashem to, to, to guard over us. When does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say, Chalila, 
that he doesn't want anymore to watch over us, when what could cause Akadish Baruch to say, forget it, I don't need this anymore, I want to, I want to leave this service? When Chasuchamun is a situation of Erebas Davar, when there's a, a situation where people aren't behaving properly, when, when, the, when the levels of modesty, of, of tzniyas, of, of care and concern for, 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 for the Shulchan Aruch, for things that are even beyond the Shulchan Aruch, that's, that are, are, are sensitivities in, in halacha. So then, when there's such a slack in, in, in our Kedusha, that Chas Hashem could cause our Kedush Baruch to want to, to want to, uh, to want to leave. There was, uh, uh, in a, in a certain, in a certain yeshiva, who was speaking once with a bocher about the, the importance uh, of staying away from, uh, how do we say it, certain, yeah, certain devices that, that we have today that are, that are, that are, are, are cesspools, really, of, of contamination and, and, and opportunity for a person to see whatever, whatever they want. And kind of, you know, the, 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 well, they said the memo wasn't going out. This, this bacha wasn't getting the message. And the bacha kept saying, no, 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 I'm, I'm so careful and I don't go to any, any sites that, uh, that I, that I shouldn't. And, uh, as they were speaking, there were two people who were walking down, down, uh, down the street. And one of them was wearing a hat. And yamka nitha, and the other was wearing just just a, a, a yamaka, and a strong kind of gust of wind came and lifted the hat of one of them and the yamaka of the other, and they went scrambling to obviously pick them up. And and the mashgir said, "You see, the one who had a yamaka and a hat on his head remained with the yamaka." That, that stayed on his head. The other one, who didn't have anything on, on, on his head, just the yarmulke. So when that blew off, there was, now he has nothing on his, on his head. Because if one adds onto one's level of Kedusha, then that keeps him that much further away from, from doing, from doing, from doing others. He told us Yankov Yosef told the following, Marshal said a, a, a poor person once knocked on the door of a very, very wealthy person's home and asked to buy one of the, uh, 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 pegs that were hanging in the, in, in, in the foyer. The wealthy man told him, it's not, it's not for sale. But the poor, but the poor person kept coming back again and again and asking please to buy that peg. Finally, the wealthy person fine, agreed. So the, the poor person paid a large sum of money, right? And the, and, and the, uh, the, the wealthy person sat down there and, and made a, a legal contract. And the next day, the Ani came back and, uh, and, and put some clothing on the, uh, on that hook. He bought it, he paid for it, it was his, now he's going to use it. The wealthy man understood that it was his pig now, and he had the right 
to to use it as he as he wanted. Every day, the pauper kept coming back to to the wealthy person's home to hang up another item, or maybe to take something down. One day, he came with a excuse me a carcass of of a dead animal, and he hung that up on the peg. After a few hours. So the uh, people living in the house uh, couldn't stand the the stench, and they all left the house. Right? Oh. So that's how the whole house now belongs to the to the to the ani. So he says the nimshal is the yetsahara comes to a person and tries to convince him to sin with something relatively small. Person keeps pushing the yetsahara away. But after the Yetzirah kind of nudges him all the time, bothers him all the time, so he gives in to the small thing. Figures, how bad can it be? If he gives in, then the Yetzirah will, will leave him alone. But of course, now that the Yetzirah has already a, they say, a foothold with you, so now he's going to keep coming back until he brings some pretty stinky Averis to your attention and tries to get you to do them, and and then he rules he rules over you. That's Chazal's intention on the Gemara, Gemara in Shabbos, that says. So this is the way the Etzara works. Today he tells you to do this, and tomorrow he tells you to do that until he tells you even to chasvishon to worship to worship uh, idols, and and you go and do it. And, and you know the Gemara says the Gemara in, in the end of of, of Sukkah says that Lashid Lavai Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to shecht the Yetzara, and the Tzadikim the Yetzara looks like a mountain, and they're going to cry. Why are they going to cry? So uh, why 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 are the Tzadikim going going to cry? So just to uh, explain it. With a, a again a, a marshal, so there's a person who was traveling, and he was in the desert, and, and he needed something to drink. Was was thirsty, was parched, so he comes across a, a home, and knocks on the door, and an Arab opens the door, and the person who's traveling runs away. He doesn't want to take a chance with the with his life. Later on, he hears about another desert traveler who came to that same Arab's home to get a drink of water and was murdered. When he hears this, he begins to cry because he realized that what, what a miracle. What, what, what the, you know, beyond any shadow of a doubt, he realized that he was, that he was being saved. So again, the, the nimshal is again related to, to all these uh, items of Kedusha, all these things of, of modern, modern technology. And it, it's, it's, modern technology has kind of uprooted so much Kedusha, so many homes, how many, how many marriages has it, has it split? And it, it's, it's caused so much Ruchni, so much spiritual harm to men and, and, and women and, and children of all, of all ages. When people who are cautious with these things, with, with the internet and you have proper filters, when someone like that hears or sees the, the terrible, painful stories of, of what's happening to, to people, they cry. 
and and the tears are tears of gratitude to Hakadosh Baruch thankful that they we are protected from all of those all of those uh, all those things, and that's and that's so important. But Hakadosh Baruch said, you, "I didn't give you the yayin, I didn't give you the bread, because I understood that those things, you know, yayin is very good, but." You can use it for Kiddush, you can use it for Abdullah, but it has its own, its own dangers. I kept you eating man because I wanted to raise and intensify your level of, of Kiddusha, your level of connection to HaKadosh Baruch And as we approach Rosh Hashanah, that's certainly something we want to do. We want to have the ultimate of connections to HaKadosh Baruch and therefore we want to be that let our homes, let our, our, our atmospheres, let our, our, our devices, let them all be Kaddish so that HaKadosh Baruch Hu won't want to distance them. On the contrary, who want to come close and be as close to us as possible. This is one one point on FM, Soul to Soul. Moshe Shnerb is your host and we'll be back in a moment. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. High FM, this is Soul to Soul. On Friday afternoon, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas, Savai, this is our final segment. Thank you for sticking with us. And I hope you're getting something out of the show. Please let us know. We'd love to get feedback. We'd love to know. Yes, no, maybe so. Hands up, hands down. What they, what they do today. Are you liking us or not? Uh, we're not on Facebook. Baruch Hashem. Uh, at least this show I don't think is on Facebook. Uh, uh, but you can still like us. You can still enjoy and you can still decide to come back next week and, and join us. Again, we are in this segment, we're learning a little bit about the laws of Cholomite. We're actually talking about haircuts at, at the moment. We spoke quite a bit about, uh, 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 shaving and cutting one's hair. That, of course, we said it's, it's also in order that people shouldn't leave it to, to Yontif. We spoke about the situations where a person would be allowed to where he was absolutely impossible for him to have a haircut before uh, a yontav, then you'd be allowed to on on chalmoid. But again, this is something that applies only to the beard and to the hair on the head. It seems that any other hair on the, on the body, and similarly also the mustache, Chazal never made any kind of a degree a decree on that, and one would be allowed to cut those even on 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 chalmoid. And, and Sharetzian brings that down in Simon Tovkuf Lamed Lamed Aleph. Now, uh, if a person has uh, uh, some kind of cuts or, 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 or wounds kind of on, on his head, underneath his hair, so you're allowed to cut away that hair in order to ease the situation if it's, if it's painful or if it's part of the, if it's part of the uh, refua process, you would be allowed to, to do that. One would be allowed to cut the hair of a small child his hair is quite weighty and quite grown, and it's causing him uh, 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 pain or discomfiture, one is certainly allowed to do that. Why? Because since he, if he's not yet uh, at the age of chinuch lemitzvah, so then we have no no obligation to to prepare him and, and to necessarily uh, keep those stringencies in terms of uh, of yontav. Therefore, Chazal never made such a gezeir on him, not 
to give him a haircut even on uh, on on chal on chalamoyt. Now uh, we know that uh, in certain circles. Uh, the minig is not necessarily our circles, although it's kind of become uh, uh, that way. It's one of these gigantic uh, menhagim, one of these menhagim that we've uh, uh, liked and, and been attracted to and kept. So, in certain circles, the minig is to keep the first haircut until the age of uh, of, uh, of of three, and and one would be allowed to give that first haircut even on. On uh, on Cholamite, even if the, his actual birthday fell out before uh, uh, the actual Yontiv, you'd still be allowed to sort of hold back the the first haircut to Cholamite in order to to create a greater simchat. People could come more, and it's not it's a it's a it's a uh, festive situation. Shachur says you could you could uh, do that now. Nowadays, there's uh, a very Common question that's asked, and that is, uh, someone who usually shaves every single day, uh, is he also allowed to shave on 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 chalamoids? Uh Many other boys can say no. That the 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 issa remains in its place. Chazal made a gazera not to have a haircut and not. To shave on on Chalmayit, full stop. Period. What what part of no? Don't you understand, right? But uh, uh, practically speaking, it, uh, it it seems that if there is a person who literally shaves every single day, and he was uh, uh, careful and he did shave also before the first day of 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 Yontiv, so the Alpites cannot say that he's allowed to shave on on uh, on on Chalmayit. Why? Because since he didn't do anything, on the contrary, to show a lack of covered for Yontav, he did shave before before Yontav started. So he didn't he didn't wait until and kind of put it off and say, "Ah, oh, I'll wait until Cholmoy." No, he actually did shave be, uh, uh, before. And the uh, the problem is that uh, whatever the situation is, the shaving he did on Erev Yontav is not enough to keep him going throughout the whole. Yontiv, so they say he's be allowed to uh, uh, shave on uh, on on Chalmoyed, That since he wasn't doing it as a slap in the face to to Yontiv, and Itaka is is a, is a minigis to shave every single every single uh, uh, a day. So right, and 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 again, it's, a, uh, it, it's not in any way a, a, a insult to to uh, to Yontiv. So uh, there are many ulawat, and and particularly if it's a question of uh, of uh, showing uh, covered Shabbos or or covered uh, a yontif, you know, it doesn't help for the whole for the whole yontif, and therefore you be according to those opinions, you'd be allowed to shave even on uh, on uh, on Chalmari, and certainly let's say for Shabbos and for the last days of yontif. Um, but uh, if you don't have such a practice, or if in your family it wasn't done that way, if your father never shaved on Chalmayit, so then it would be correct for you also to adopt that minute and also not to not to shave on uh, on on, on Chalmayit, to follow your father's your father's minute. What about as regards cutting of nails? 
So again, if someone has quite long nails, so you should cut them in honor of Yantiv before Yantiv. However, according to most of the Paiskim, even if someone did, forgot and didn't cut his nails before the Yantiv, he would be allowed to cut them on Cholamoy in the same way as, as we said, that you're allowed to be involved in any kind of physical need on, on, uh, on Chalmoids, right? That you, ha- and something you have a positive purpose from, you're allowed to do on, uh, on, on Chalmoid. There are, of course, Machmirim. There are strict opinions who hold that in the same way as Chazal forbade having a haircut on Chalmoid, so too they, uh, forbade having a nail cut on, on Chalmoid in order to encourage people to do take to, or take care of all their grooming needs before the the yontif and not come into the chag with uh, disgusting looking looking uh, uh, nails. And the truth is, even though basically we do paskin like the more lenient opinion that one can do it on chalmoids, so there's certain communities. Uh, uh, I remember where I grew up and in other other places where the minig was to be machmir not to cut nails. Anchalmoid and all. The Ramah brings it in Tafkuf Lamid Beis. But even according to the stricter opinion, someone, uh, if you, someone who cut his nails before Yantam, and now they've grown again wildly, you'd be allowed to cut them again on, on, uh, Anchalmoid. And similarly, if someone cuts his nails every single Arab Shabbos, Right? And, or oh, every single, uh, Erev Yantav, so he's allowed to cut them on Erev Shabbos of, of Chalmoyed. And even though, even if he didn't cut them before Yantav, if that's his minute, he could do it every Erev Shabbos, he's allowed to do it on, on, on uh, Erev Shabbos Chalmoyed, Chalmoyed, uh, also. Which brings us to the, the discussion about laundering and, and cleaning clothes on, uh, on Chalmoyed. So, again, same basic concept. It's a mitzvah, of course, to clean all of one's clothes before uh, a yontif, right? So that one has nice clothes to wear. And in order that people, in spite of the busyness and, and, the, and the, the crazy stress of a yontif, Chazal wanted to encourage us to be careful about this. Therefore, Chazal forbade doing laundry of any clothing on on Chalmoid. In other words, even though if we look, just look strictly at the principles of Malacha that is permitted on Chalmoid, uh, uh, we should have allowed laundering on, on Yantif. That's part of a personal hygiene type of a, type of thing, right? Uh, uh, in order to wear them again on, on Yantif. Cause that it's, it's A, it's not a professional, uh, labor. B, it is something necessary for Yomtev, nevertheless Chazal forbade it because again, we don't want people leaving their, their clothing hampers full of stuff before Yomtev, they're too busy, and leave it all to Cholmoyed to, to, uh, to wash. Because, yeah, Cholmoyed, we're not going to work, we have time to hang uh, 10 loads of washing in the morning, and that is a bizarre for, for Yomtev, that they're busy going to come in there with their dirty clothing, and they'll wash it during during the, uh, during the, uh, the Yantav. And therefore it's also to wash shirts, trousers, 
dresses, skirts, uh, 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 jackets, all that kind of stuff one cannot wash. However, uh, uh, children's clothing, baby clothing, right, uh, which are, which gets very, very commonly, uh, uh, dirty. So those one can wash even, uh, uh, you know, you wash them before you they're certainly going to get dirty. Again, one can certainly wash them during the yontif for for the tzarech of the uh, of the of the mayat uh, coming. Okay, that about uh, is the end of our time for today. We'll finish this discussion in the next in the next year. Just a warm thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you for coming, for listening, for being part of it. We really, really appreciate it. The station appreciates it. I appreciate it. The Rabbanish appreciates that you're coming to share some Torah and hopefully inspire yourself for the day. And remember, we are trying to upgrade our level of, of Kedusha. Pasuk says, Make mountain, make, make uh, offenses around the Har. And they say, if you say Soyevis, or if you take the letters around the word Har, so the letter of the before Har is a dollar, the, the letter, the, sorry, the letter before He is a dollar, the letter after He is a Vav, and the letter before Resh is a Kuf, and afterwards is a Shin, they spell Kodesh. If we build fences, if we try to improve our levels, and our Kaddish Baruch will help us and will achieve real and true Kaddisha. Just an opportunity to wish every single one of you a beautiful, warm, inspired, and kind of achtestik, a beautiful, together, unified Shabbos of Torah, of Avoida, of sleeping bit, and of real, true, Einig, Einig Shabbos. Thank you for listening, and to each and every one of you, a beautiful, good Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom.